do the Putney thing anymore. Are we in? Are we in? <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Shouldn't You Be Working With Me, Sam Peck and... Mark Hellings. Uh, Mark, you've been off and... And the indivisible voice of reason. Yeah, that's jo- Joe. Dr. Pro Joe Flo. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how long have you been studying uh, for? I don't know, that was a rubbish question. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> studying? Um, probably... Oh God, I don't hey, Joe, it's, it's your birthday scene, isn't it? Yes, it is. What are you asking for? You want to ask listeners to get you something? Yes, Please send all your various antiques. Antiques? To Wandsworth Radio, Charlotte Despard Avenue. What did you get for your 80s, Sam? Uh, I think I got... Wow, that's a big old question. To ask. Oh, I know. My dad got me a watch, and I traded it in and then bought some decks with it. <laughs> oh, with the money, which is 100% true story. Loser. I got a watch as well, uh, but then on the 18th, on the night out for my 18th, I cracked it against a uh, ATM while getting a bit out of cash. Oh, that's the thing. It's just like 18 year olds just shouldn't get him gifts. Like I don't even think I should be still be getting gifts because we oh, should get 20 pack of beers. Yeah, 20 quid. To be fair, the best Christmas present I got this year was 20 pounds. From who? Uh, I think it was like my uncle or something. And I was like, that is sensational. Probably. I don't get cashing cards anymore. Do you not? What? Don't get a switch. No, I get someone gives me a charity, you know, a scratch card. Yeah. Where it's like, it's a million pounds. And I always think that if I won that, they're probably, that would get legal, wouldn't it? Because they're like, we bought that. We, yeah, we well, actually want we had that the other day. So me and my flatmates were uh, sat around and I bought Cosmo for Lucy. And in Cosmo, there was like this scratch card thing. And I was like, oh, sweet. They started doing it and they were like, oh my word, we've actually won something. Uh-huh. And it was either going to be like a, a holiday to the Caribbean, like 250 million pounds. Yeah. Or like a, a little bracelet. And it was like, oh, okay, it's obviously going to be the bracelet. And the thing was, you had to text in to get to see what you got. Yeah. Yeah. And it cost nine pounds yeah. to text in. And I did text in. You, you're joking. Yeah, because I was like, if it's a Caribbean holiday, I'm <laughs> But it's a scam. Those are free scam letters that you get in magazines. No, but it was in Cosmo. So I, my no. rationale was it can't actually be like 100% scam. That's, yeah, I can't believe that. So what did you get? I got the bracelet and I was furious. Is it coming? <laughs> no, I'm not even going to collect it. <laughs> you, had to set, you had to send another text. So the truth is it was six pounds for the first text and three pounds to, to claim your prize. Those are designed for 90-year-old women <laughs> to scam. And you you fell for it. I am one of those people. And I'd do it again because I love the thrill. Do you like uh, scratch cards? Um, well, for 16th, I did a scratch card and I got nervous by the time I went to unscratch it because I, cause like the jackpot was five million. And I was like, I don't think I'll be able to take care of myself if I win five million pounds. <laughs> and, I, and then by the time I was scratching it off, I was like, I don't want to win anything. I can't, I can't handle myself yes. with that much cash. Just take it. I don't need it. <laughs> and that's how Mark Hellings won five million pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah I rejected know. it. I, I wish. Yeah. I wish. But what, um, he, doesn't, he doesn't dress like he's won five million pounds. I'm dressed better than you. What are you talking about? You dressed in a grey t-shirt. How adventurous. You're dressed inappropriately. Well, it's appropriation, I... that African shirt you're wearing. It's not African, it's Sri Lankan. Sri Lankan. Right? Did you get it in Sri Lanka? Bought in Sri Lanka. Oh, you classic. Yeah, Dapier. and it was literally like, three, like not even three pounds. It was like, I was bartering down. I felt quite bad. Bartering <laughs> down? It's because... From three pounds? No, it started at 13 pounds. And when you're on holiday, you're like, 13 pounds. 30p. And they're like, please. And you're like... 30p RM walking. <laughs> Too fair. And you know what? They, I, it was a great bargain. Except from all the buttons have fallen off. Yeah. But I look slightly like Pablo Escobar, I thought. Well, no, exactly. But why? I mean, why you still, you still got the Jesus piece on this week, even what? though I told you not to this week. What's wrong with your headphones as well? You've got a huge I, headphones I know. Today. Whatever ones I stole, my God, these are huge. And I can't hear Who anything. Who did you steal them from? 
completely soundproof. <laughs> some obviously some massive gaming nerd. But by the way, yeah, what like are they someone from radio, uh, Wandsworth Radios? Y- yeah, I'm not bringing in my own headphones. Who do you think I am? Don't know. Are they? Jo- they joke. Chris Moyles doesn't bring in his they're own headphones. <laughs> I have a big head, but they're not that. It's not that big. They're not as big as Mark's big head. Big as my head. Mark's got actually giant men. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are here not to talk about scratch cards or anything like that, even though that was quite a nice little detour. We're here to discuss everything super, super he- uh, superheroes and supermodels. So this week we've got Hannah Jane's a like a proper like model. She's done things for French Connection, ASOS, uh, TM Lewin. I remember seeing her in an advert. She's currently doing some Barry M makeup stuff as well. Um, so we've got an interview with her later in the day. So that's where the whole super things come from. And before that, we needed something else to fill the time for the whole hour. So we're now talking about superheroes and superpowers. Very slick, Sam. Very. Yeah. Cheers, man. Appreciate that. And he's bumbled my words like four or five times. You actually know. mentioned the brand I recognised as well. Which one? TM Lewin. Uh, you don't know ASOS? I know ASOS, yes, but I wouldn't ever do it. Do you well, shop at TM Lewin for casual wear? Like, well, would you go for your weekend gear? Well, I mean, look at what I'm wearing now. This is as casual as I get. Yeah. It's about as casual as you can physically buy clothes. To be fair, saying that, though, Mark, you look... Oh, you got a Nike top on. Yeah, it's Nike, but it does... I do. I, this does double up as a pyjama top. Yeah. Does it smell like it as well? I wore it for a week straight skiing last week. I, I washed it this week. Did you wear it last night? No, no, no. Had a lovely little shirt on last night without was on it, the razzle. Was it on like a blue Oxford shirt, classic lad uniform? No, it's um, I'm go- I'm go- moving into the collarless shirt. So <sighs> you must have collarless shirt. No, I do not own a collarless shirt. I'm not a big fan personally. I actually think they are not a bad look, but for me, it doesn't suit me because I'm just too like broad and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Your neck is also far too long for them. It's too. It's actually true. Chill out, Joe. Um, but superheroes, supermodels, and we're going to be discussing in the next hour various things about superheroes Being and superpowers. Super, yeah. super highways. Well, yeah. What did you do last night, Mark? I was. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, what did you see? I was out in a Putney. Wait, lads. What was in Putney though? I don't know. Well, I, that's from where I live at the moment. That was an hour and a half commute <laughs> to go to a pub in Putney. So it was actually worth it. Yeah. Well, getting here. So I left my bike at Brixton Station the whole weekend. So I'm pretty certain it's been stolen. Oh, you haven't checked yet? Yeah, I haven't checked. So I'm but no one would steal that. It I looks like in, I was in Brixton yesterday, and the bike racks were still full. So that's good news. Well, if he if you see his bike, it looks like it's been like thrown under a truck five times. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. Is it the one that looks like it was owned by a twelve-year-old? Yeah, well, pretty trendy twelve-year-old. Um, <laughs> it's it, the, the whole thing with. Would the, say. Yeah, true. The uh, whole thing with the um, the bike though, and why it looks so bad is that I fell off of it pretty hard, and I like crushed <laughs> yeah. the the thing into it. Um, but you were in Putney last night. I was at Cats and Charmers. Have you been there? No, I've heard. Where is it? In London Bridge. It's oh, like yeah. the Umpa bar, like the, the Umpa band place. What like a Bavarian type yeah, thing? Yeah, and it's pretty full on. To be fair, like did, people are just shouting and stuff. Did you Stein up? I didn't Stein actually. You didn't Stein. It's, I find Steining is like a pointless. Like on that super vibe, they're just like super beers, aren't they? Steins because it's like two pints in a one cup. Yeah, I know, but I prefer. I think that most things should come in a pint and a half. Yeah, a pint and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I get through a pint too quickly because I'm a lad. That, that song ends abruptly. Yeah, <laughs> and also what a super tune that is mm. like, on the theme of superhero stuff. Wow. Uh, just get the 
Hershey's down. Yeah, no, that is a super tune. Gary That's- Barlow, superhero for all. Yeah, he, that is actually my go-to gar- uh, karaoke song. Like 100%, Take That Patience or Robbie Williams Feel. What about oh, the early Take God. That? Robbie Williams? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's solo, he's, isn't it? Yeah, they're like, you know, they're two of the same. They're very, very good artists, thank you. But Mark, on this week, shouldn't you be working with talking superheroes, supermodels? Have you got a superpower? Um, well, I, that's the ability to picture anyone naked. <laughs> really? That's such a creepy one. I'm going to edit that out of the podcast. You can't. This is live radio. I know, but out of the All right, what about this one, your mum? Uh, yeah. Well done. And everyone's thinking strange thoughts now. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, it was weak now, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, my superpower is I can make this noise. Yeah. Oh, that is good. And on the microphone, I saw you practicing that during the song. Yeah. Because I was like, think of your superpower, and then I see you flicking your cheek, and I was like, this is going to be a struggle. I just had to be like, have I actually got a superpower? And that is it. But, but, like, you get weirdos at school who used to be able to, like, hyperflex their elbows and stuff. Well, there was one kid at school who, and I don't know if you can say this because it's dangerous, and do not do this at home and drink responsibly. Get down a bottle of vodka, a litre of it. <laughs> yeah. And what? It, yeah. But, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, underage as well, so don't do that. Um, underage. Ones with radio does not encourage the mass drinking of vodka. I do. It's true. I, no, you can't say that either. <laughs> Mark uh, Hellings' opinions do not reflect those of Wandsworth Radio. Um, but yeah, he used to down that. <laughs> and it was like, oh my word, be careful. <laughs> I saw it. There was a kid in my primary school who used to like eat ink, ink cartridges on demand. No, no, please don't do that either. <laughs> uh, but Another so one it, of his skills. Again, I don't know if I should say this as well, but he could make himself <laughs> sick on demand as well. Well, like, I bet after could. the vodka. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't like, think that would be very hard. <laughs> straight away. And I'm guess not- what I'm going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> please go. Right, right, right. No, no, no. That's, that, that is enough. Whoa, whoa. What was that? Have you got a noise? Of course I've got a noise. What's the noise? It's this noise. <laughs> What is that? It sounds like a drill. Yeah, I was going to say it just sounds like static. Hurt the audience's ears. <laughs> yeah, like, this one's for you out there. <laughs> Ow. Um, anyway, I've got this article here with 12 superpowers you actually have mm. and how to use them. Number one, prevent pain. Well, what, <laughs> by not getting hurt? Yeah, like, next time you get a bump or bruise, try coughing. This act, forceful pressure, activates your body. <laughs> Vegas nerve system. <laughs> it looks like another word. Sounds uh, like utter. <laughs> yeah, it sounds rubbish. Nonsense. So essentially, just like cough if you're about to get hurt because it will like <laughs> trick your mind. So someone's lunging at you with a knife and you just go, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> but again, Wandsworth Radio does not think that's cool. Is that what we've what, got to Knife say? crime. Knife crime, yeah. Yeah, no one thinks knife crime. Wandsworth Radio does not encourage the uh, perpetration of knife crime or any of its sister crimes good sister crimes sister crimes what's that (laughs) (laughs) is is that equality uh prevent pain Uh, i've 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 somehow got the same article as you (laughs) night vision oh this i've heard about this this is how pirates used to see in the dark right that's the that's the point of an eye patch Wait, say so you've just you've given a very visual media uh, visual thing in a media pirates (laughs) before pirates attacked ships at night they would wear an eye patch uh so that when they took it off you know how when you at night get night vision after a while yeah yeah so they would that eye would constantly be in a night vision sort of state and then when they board the boat (laughs) they take the um eye patch off and they can see out of one eye really that's uh that's the myth 
Mark Ellings full of useful facts. To be yeah. fair, the only issue they would have is the depth perception. Because they'd be like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can up. see, but I can't see how far away you are. <laughs> Another one's gone into the into the, the briny deep. <laughs> what else cure, uh, superpowers have you got? Uh, cure a headache and hold your breath underwater for longer. Oh, how'd you do that? Hyperventilation, uh, hyperventilation leads to vasoconstriction in the brain, which reduces the amount of blood pressure in the blood vessels and I don't know what that one is. Essentially, I think you just... You so before you, you have to hyperventilate before you go for a swim. That's probably what it is. How long can you hold your breath for? I've, I've tried that before. Because um, some pa- free divers do it for like six minutes, don't they? I bet you're pathetic. Uh, yeah, you can I'm barely like, do 30 seconds. It, I think it would be 30 seconds. That's a joke. I can literally hold my breath for like nearly two minutes. That's, that's my superhero. When I, went, <laughs> when I used to go swimming, I could do it for about three minutes. What? I've lo- completely lost it now, but you got gills or something? Yeah, what? Were you like just had? A, do you have a snorkel or something like that? Because like three minutes is like incredible. It's not that difficult. I, I tell you a disgusting right. thing you can do if you want to impress your friends at the it's local pool. <laughs> yeah, go on. What is it? Uh, no, I, I mean I'm, I'm assuming the air quality isn't good, but if you go to a bottom of a jacuzzi, you can breathe in the jacuzzi can you air. Actually, yeah, the bubbles that come out, you can breathe that in. Uh, and so you could stay down there forever. I don't know what the air quality is like. That's, I mean, it's probably bad. It's probably full of CFCs as well. Well, not anymore. Well, CFCs? What's that? Degree? Chlorofluorocarbons. Ooh. You'd probably die then. From the things that cause the massive holes in the ozone layer. Uh, hey, but, I mean, you know, it's a good trick, though. Yeah. Think and about also, doing it. I feel like that could be in, like, a James Bond film. You know, where it's like, get to the jacuzzi. Yeah, he's like, he's dead. And then he's just there, like... <laughs> Sucking away at that air. Yeah, feel it. and apparently I watched The Kingsman the other day, and not apparently, I just did watch The Kingsman. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, but apparently I did. Yeah, I can't say it for sure. Um, and apparently, if you've got a tube there uh, and a toilet, if you put the tube in the toilet, there's like an air pocket. Yeah, that's in the there. U-bend. U-bend. Yeah. There's an, there's an air in the U-bend that you can breathe. Yeah, well. Yeah, but so that will also be air that's full of fecal matter. So. Yeah. Again, but would you rather have a bit of poo air or... Nowhere. Like nowhere. I think I'd have poo air. Nowhere. Nowhere. What than poo air for a couple of minutes and then live. Well, he can hold his breath for three. Yeah, but he's down there for seven minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do with the rest of the four? Eight. Yeah. I'd get on that poo air straight away. I'd be chowing down on that poo air. Yeah, I'd absolutely love it. Um, so that w- again, all these songs are super short. With the super- endings are so abrupt. Yeah, they, and don't get me wrong, that song is such a banger. That is my usual tube song, like on t- on the way to work to get me all hyped up for the day. What? So you walk in, run into the office, like <laughs> yeah, like I'm out of time, having a good time. Um, but we're now going to be discussing along the same vein that we've been doing for the last twenty seven minutes about superpowers, super talents that we all have. Yeah. We've, Mark, we've discovered that Mark can do what? I've forgotten already. Well, I don't want to say it again. What was it? Oh, seeing, you can picture anyone naked. It's a gift, it's a curse more than a gift. I can hold my breath for two minutes and also make this noise. <laughs> That's, I like the noise. Yeah. I can manipulate my thumb like that. Oh, oh there we disgusting. go. Disgusting, Joe just dislocates his thumb in the air with that freak. freak. Throws us off. <laughs> Freak. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, I touched his arm. Cause we're you, does that come in? A, can, does that help you out? In any, is there anything that you can do with that hyperflex thumb? 
that helps you out in everyday I life. I can actually hold oh. stuff in that gap. It's oh. gross. So it's like an extra digit. Take a picture of that. Yeah, we'll, 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 I'm actually going to do it on air right now because I always say we'll do this stuff and then we never really do it. Look at this. This is like so millennial. <laughs> and so Damn, freak, we're freak. Obviously, right, this is, radio on. is a collaboration effort from the listeners as well. So if you have any... <laughs> that, <laughs> Sorry, picture's that picture's disgusting. Um, if you have any superpowers slash strange talents, then don't be afraid to get in touch. Yeah, and the ways you would get in touch are via Twitter, at Wandsworth Radio, or our Twitter, at SYB Working. Can we just try that again? Why? Because you can do this. Simply tweet at Wandsworth oh, Radio or at SYB Working. <laughs> or call us on 0208, or 0207, sorry, 622-3636. Can you not hear that bed? That's amazing. Can we have the bed the whole time? Because I was thinking we should have beds. This uh, sounds oh, brilliant. Let's not talk you, about our production. You know, what the yeah. pri- you know what the principle behind a bed is? Uh, the idea no. is that if people don't know what, don't like what you're talking about, they just listen to the bed instead. That's why we need a bed. Yeah, we desperately need a bed then. Can we get that bed going full time? Anyway, we are talking production on air, but we're now talking about superhero films because they do split yes. the crowd. We are talking about superhero films, and it's just um, interesting in terms of how much money they bring in. Go on. Because, I mean, do you like superhero films? I, I find them actually quite entertaining, but I don't really love them. I, there's something that I happily watch... To kind of just switch off whilst watching. So that's kind of my opinion on them. They're just things I'd watch. Yeah, if I, I used, don't want to think. Yeah, I used to be pretty huge into them, like nerdy big. Like I loved uh, Hancock. Loved that one. Hancock. I don't you know, know the Will Smith one. Oh, you liked that? Well, that was a flop. Yeah, it was a flop. But go on. What, what are these? What are the? What's the <coughs> lula? Show me the money. Sorry. Are you in pain? <laughs> I just choked on my coffee. Disgusting. Um, so. The superhero movie genre is keeping Hollywood alive, apparently. The revenues that are bought in far supersede anywhere, any other movie genre. So Batman, So these movies, cumulatively, Deadpool, Batman, Dawn of Justice, Captain America, X-Men, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman, uh, The Killing Joke, Suicide Squad, Doctor Strange, they bought in $1.9 billion in 2016. And I've literally seen Suicide Squads and a few of those films, and they're awful. I, I just don't, I don't like them anymore. Suicide Squad is, again, one of those films. It's fine as long as you don't think about it. Yeah, and I was watching it in the cinema, and I don't know if you thought this as well when you did watch it. First, like, 15 minutes was like, oh, my God, this is such a sick film. Like, it's really cool. It's like Yeah, it's like they stories. ran out of their budget after the 15 minutes. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, right, now it's got Cara Delevingne as the main baddie, and she's awful. Uh, yeah, she's bad um speaking of budgets nice budgets are a thing that i've got information on go okay so um how much is going to go into the social services next year yeah i don't know not that kind of budget the dark knight that's what i know about okay yeah (laughs) the dark knight that had a budget that only had 185 million quite low budget for hollywood and it bought in a billion Born a billion pounds, dollars. Dark Knight, because everyone likes that. Yeah, they? and then, you know what? That film is ridiculously good. Is that the first one or the second one? Why yeah. so serious? There's that one. <laughs> yeah. Green Lantern. That was two hundred million, but only bought in one hundred and seventeen. Made a loss. But I didn't even know Green Lantern was a film. They must have done really bad on. I that remember bit. seeing the posters for it, but I just thought. There's this this new one coming out in a couple of weeks. I don't know about. I don't know the name, but it's like a woman falling in love with a fish monster. 
and it doesn't seem good <laughs> oh, at all. Oh, the fish monster. Was that a remake of Beauty and the Beast? No. No, because it's quite aquatic based. But like, it's the, the advert, don't know, really pulled me in. I was like, wow. I'll but find then, out what that is because I think that's. Maybe a, one day I'll find a fish monster. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You'll need a fish monster. Sam's already got one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Lucy's not a fish monster. Charlotte's a fish monster. <laughs> no, she's not. She's a queen. <laughs> she's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you controlling these? Which one was that? Please. Right. Number four. God. Number four, all right. That could be the soundtrack that backs your life, Sam. <laughs> or any joke no, that you've th- made. This this is the one that, that I think fits your life a bit better. That is why you fail. Yeah. Oh, right. Who was that? What, what is that? I have no idea. Okay, then. What was this one? So you've now made the transition. One of your interviews. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. <laughs> okay, that was a little preview of the interview. But bo- boys, stop playing around with that stupid sound. Don't worry, it's the one from three weeks ago. Oh, oh right. Okay. Cool. Oh, what was that, the marine one? Yes. Called the Luna. Oh, we're back in. We are back in, guys. You're listening to Shouldn't You Be Working with me, Sam Peck, and Mark Ellings. And Joseph. Joseph Lowe. Dr. The Joseph indivisible Lowe. sea of anguish. <laughs> he is an angsty teen. There is, is a lot going on in that mind. So. <laughs> we are scared of. So jingle us up now, and then Sam will tell us what's coming up. Yes, we have. What, what, what are you calling this segment? Oh, it's called I'll Show You Mine. Jingle. F- yeah. Yeah. Nice. And for people who uh, listen to the old podcast we used to do, we used to do a feature called I'll Show You Mine. It's where I like dance music. Mark likes just uh, exclusive alternative indie music. All other music. That's not true. And essentially we choose a song for each other to play. And we used to only be able to play 30 seconds of the song because of uh, rights. Copyrights. Uh, copyrights. Not civil rights. Not civil <laughs> rights. Just copyrights. And now we can actually play the whole songs because we're on a radio station. Yeah. So we're going to go first. Uh, I-, I will go first with my song, which is an absolute dance anthem. And I know that it's a bit of an odd one for a Sunday 1.39. But it's, guys, if you're listening at home, get ready for an absolute anthem. Because you're going to be the coolest clubs in the kid. It's the Luna. Coolest clubs in the kid. Coolest kids in the club. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Coolest clubs in the kids should be arrested. It's La Luna. Yeah, they really should. It's La Luna feats Toto Mapobinsi uh, by Jude and Frank. I think that's supposed to be Toto La Mampasina. Wow. Ooh. You just speak another language as well. French. That's you know, Italian, I think. Hyperflex your thumb and speak Italian. All right, kick it off. Let's see what this is worth. There we go. <laughs> All these songs. <laughs> no idea when they end. So that, I nearly, well, the reason why we came in late there, because I nearly fell asleep. That was so boring. To Do you not point. enjoy that song? <laughs> that went on for so long. At the beginning section, it was just sounded like someone was having a panic attack on some pan pipes. Can we play the beginning, Joe, or is that beyond the rules of what's capable of possible? We can do that, but do, I, I but don't really want to have to enjoy like that again. It's a really half-age version of pan It's like Kygo without the mixing. It's it's like if Kygo 
actually was good at making dance music and wasn't making boring generic soap music. But the, why is the panpipe such a go-to for everyone at the moment? That was barely even a panpipe. That was like sick Mexican panpipes. That was like everyone was having a sweet party and everyone was literally like, oh my god, this song's a tune instead of just like. Yeah, stupid Kygo song, which I can't really know because I don't know. I don't listen to Kygo. Well, it sounded like a, a something that would be playing in a shopping mall or, or loading screen oh, for yeah. a game. And I hope that little at the end <laughs> will teach you not to. <laughs> oh right, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair, yeah. fair, 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 fair. God, I'm terrified. Did you? Did anyone hear what yeah. Joe said there? No, I hope not. I, I hope not, because he really went for it. So sorry for the silence there, but we just got uh, told off. Yeah, true. But I think we're not allowed to do that. Um, but essentially, on no, you are absolutely. Oh, oh right. right. Okay. <laughs> on uh, New Year's Eve, I played that, and it absolutely kicked off in oh. a really good way. So I think are we now? So out of ten, what would you give that, Mark? I would give it a four. Four? Yeah. Okay, and what would you give that? Deux. 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 Deux points. Two? Not good. Yeah, two. of course it's nice. two. Alright, and what's your song for me to listen to in critique? Uh, Old Crow Medicine Show, Wagon Wheel. That's my one. It's a Western vibe. <laughs> Let's get ready. Do you want to kick it Should off? That'd be interesting. such an abrupt end to that song that was an abrupt end yeah but you know what so just as we were doing that and here comes the bed thank you all um, as we were doing that um, Mark Ellings put his foot up on the desk and spilled water <laughs> yeah. that's the reason why you're not allowed drinks in the, the radio studio I know and well, I, who do you think you are putting your feet up on the desk well I thought I had it all in place but then yeah is my mic up yes oh, thank god don't want to miss out on this quality bad enough. So yeah, what they've done is they've gone and... Again. <laughs> Stop, Stop scaring us! Alright then, so what do you think? So, in all seriousness, I actually quite like that song. Yeah, yeah. of course it did. It was uh, kind of like a mixture of Bob Dylan and Paolo Nettini. Really? Yeah. I like Paolo Nettini. Do you listen to Bob Dylan? Well, I think he's alright. He's a better songwriter Name than he is. Name three Bob Dylan songs. Uh, all on the Watchtower. Uh, times are changing. And that other one. Wheels on fire. Wheels on fire. And, you know, purple was like gold and stone. That one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, essentially, what it made me think about was uh, a country barn in the 1920s uh, where you were asking Jezebella to go for uh, the dance at the, the, the hoedown. Are you um, going to do that? Are you going to do an accent of that? No, I'm not going to do that. But it was it actually very like warming, that song. Uh, me, but, and my mate, that's, me and my mates always play that at the end of the night when we're smashed what that song what to like really get sad about good way to the end the night all hold each other t-shirts are probably off by that point yeah I'll tell you what's a way better version or better song to actually listen to is Cotton Eye Joe because that <laughs> ties in exactly what you would want from the cold country vibe <laughs> but you've got a much more kind of like booming beat to it <laughs> have we got beat. it um give me a moment okay. Okay. so we'll try and get Cotton Eye Joe so for everyone sure, are you going to give it pointage or have we still got a no, I think, I think I'd definitely give that a solid eight. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that song. <laughs> Would you listen to it again? I'd never listen to it at the end of the night. 
Hey, no, but if you're really drunk with your mates and then you all take, cl- I mean, you take your clothes off at the end of the night, right? No. What, really all don't. of you, your mates? Yeah, no. Like if you're at a house party and... No. No. Are you do you actually? No, I thought that was a very odd thing. No, well, it's more, it won't be like if other people are around, but if it's just us 10 guys, then t-shirts will come off. That's such a posh lad thing, I think. And then you're all like just buttering up each other's arms and it's all really fun and you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's nothing like that. <laughs> it's all for the banter. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, to be fair, saying that, I've definitely, well, only on holiday. Oi, oi. Matt, <laughs> Why Ellings, only on holiday? Hands off the t shirt. What? Hands off the t shirt. I'm just showing a, in the radio show, I'm taking my t shirt off currently. Yeah, like, let's keep all your clothes on. But so why, why, so why when you're abroad is it all right to take your shirt off? Because it's hot on this beach, isn't it? Oh, what? So yeah, you're doing it to get a tan and stuff. Not like when you're in the house. No, not really. No. I suppose, I think I did it when I was like, probably like 14 because it was funny. It adds a new level to the night out. Like, everything's funny. It gets more funny when clothes start coming off. But what if you're like unhappy about your body? Like me. Uh, exactly. Well, then it also weeds out the week of the friendship group. Because yeah. when he, they take them off, you go... Whoa. But you surely don't look good with your top off. I look great. I've got a very hairy chest. You are incredibly hairy getting that. You look like you've got a face in your belly. <laughs> it looks like a, um, an X. Yeah, it Joe? does. Interested? Well, no. I shouldn't be showing it. Yeah, you? that is when disgusting. <laughs> Probably get in trouble for that. Yeah, because that Thankfully, was like... nobody had to endure that. Uh, well, we've got your Hyperflex thumb on the Twitter, so we might put yeah. my chest. You are not taking a photo of that. Uh, yeah. What of your... Of that. Oh, what of his, his gut? <laughs> it intimidate people that do not intimidate. put that on Twitter we'll, we'll put it on, on our own Twitter. Twitter we can do whatever we want he just logged into Twitter on his phone that means hey, he gets who is the producer of this show um, I will not have nudity in this studio well it's too late because Mark's going to try <laughs> his best to keep getting his top off and it's really horrible it's really horrible body uh, well, it's great body actually but, uh, but we then have the debate because the top isn't that nice either oh, oh the really? t-shirt itself yeah. it's really good it's my mate's Um, so that was I'll show you mine I won as per not as per oh yeah also so a couple of ones ago this would be really relevant a couple of ones ago a couple of shows ago um, (laughs) I say what I want so Um, you count backwards how many ones now (laughs) ones ago one twos ago how many many ones back are we from last week (laughs) but apparently you were getting on your high horse saying that your music was better and my friend was like his song sucks which oh what when we used to pre-record yeah Yeah. nah my my songs are always better. Well, we'll do this a lot more because I like this feature and it's a good way of like filling content in a yeah. time. And you're back with Shouldn't You Be Working with Sam Peck and... Mark Ellings, my headphones. And Dr. Joseph Lowe, our uh, producer, resident DJ. Um, that was Robbie Williams' <laughs> Candy. Yeah. And Mark was saying that one of his mates writes all of his songs. Well, yeah. I mean, every Robbie Williams song's a banger, isn't it? But I think he, do- he doesn't write the song. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A banger? Yeah. Good. As in the town in North Wales, banger. Bangor. Bangor. But it's a banger. It is a banger. Um, and, but yet yeah, some bloke, who's the bloke who writes them? I think it's Guy Chambers, but it could be a few of them. And I've got a small story about Guy Chambers in that I was at a water park in Portugal. Classic. Been there at least six years now. It's a great time. Well, on the trot? Uh, back to back, yeah, yeah. How old are you? Well, not. So I haven't been there for three years now, but from fifteen to twenty-one, pretty much every year. I love water slides, and it was a great water park. And I saw Guy Chambers at the top of a, a flume. And did you get? Did you see him go off? Well, yeah, and he was writing down some bangers. I was doing. He was thinking of a song called Flume. Flume, flume, flume. And that's where he wrote Candy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, is that some candy? Yeah. I did for sound. Uh, water slides, you know, they're great, but then if they're made a bit improperly in the ridges. 
Have you ever noticed that? What? Oh, like, yeah. It's like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's like peeling your back off like a potato peeler. You're like, this is so... that, you get this with just about any like static electricity. What? But yeah, but you got the water. You don't get... You don't go out of a water slide and your hair's on end. No, but you'll find you get a static shock when you touch something metal after. Really? There was one thing. You know the, the slides that have the the kind of levels. So you go down one and it drops down a bit and then goes down again. Yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. especially with your alarming amount of... Chest hair. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like a static ball. What are you saying? Uh, but you know when you've got like the different levels on the flumes and yes. you're going down, I'm so heavy that I tend to skip some of those. So I will literally like <laughs> fly straight off and it's like... <laughs> and everyone, everyone looking on like, oh my God, is he okay? And it's yeah. like, he's coming out of the head, but we've only got... Back in the bottom pool. <laughs> Please send help. Um, but just, uh, we actually did get a few texts in uh, on what have you got for super talents. We've got uh, Tom Morris from Way Alice. He's actually living in Derby at the moment. So we've got international listeners uh, saying that he can put his <laughs> elbows behind his backs and can break out of handcuffs. We've got Rob Few saying he can uh, do the belly dance roll thing with his tongue. And also, I can do that. Uh, what is it? Something to do. Uh, he can summon a horde of hyenas with a call. Uh, so I don't think that's necessarily true. What's the call? Text in. Yeah, text in again, Rob, if you hyenas want. Hyenas! Yeah. Assemble! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, Casey Conduct says, I can stay in bed for three days straight without leaving the house. So I don't think, that is, I think that's yeah. called depression, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see some help. Hashtag mind. Um, I've got one more super slide story. Do you want to hear it? The water slide? Yeah, go on. Uh, my dad was going down a water slide, oh, and then I never saw him again. <laughs> no, um, no, but as he was going down, as he went in the water, his legs went down too far, and so instead of skidding along and coming to a stop, his entire body just went boom and hit the bottom, and he broke both his ankles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he never woke but woke never again because we were younger we were like come on dad let's go to the next slide and he's like dragging himself <laughs> along on all fours like oh my god and that's love so what we've been doing there in the first hour has been talking everything super mainly super talents super slides super Robbie Williams super highways super highways we haven't done that that's next week's show <laughs> um, but we're now going to be going on to the more thought-provoking part of the show where we interview people with dream jobs to find out if the reality meets the expectation. Is that the way around or is it the other way around? Reality meets the expe- expectation. Yes, right. meets the reality. I think I've always Why been saying that. Yeah, you've around. been saying clubs and the kids and what's wrong it's with you? Because th- there's a term for it. Also, I've had over the last two days about 10 hours sleep. And you've been drinking a bit. Anyway, early. I hate to interrupt you, but first, it's news. Across Battersea, Putney and Ballam, this is Wandsworth Radio News. You are back with me, Sam Peck, and Mark Ellings, and the voice of angst. Oh man, oh, that was Projo. <laughs> Get Pro-Jo. your hand out of your trousers, man. Whoa, 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 whoa! That was uh, made up on air. But it sounds like it, and it's true. Um, but essentially, you're listening. Shouldn't you be working? The show where we speak to people who have dream jobs to find out if the reality meets the expectation. Yeah, Got we it do. Right. Yeah. And who have we got coming up today? We've got a actual model, like proper working model, Hannah James. She's been in 
she's got regular work on ASOS, French Connection, various other brands as well. I was in Sydney a couple of years ago and I was at the train station. I actually just saw a big picture of her on a billboard. So like she's actually quite a big name. She's got about 70,000 followers on YouTube as well. Really? Oh, of course. Yeah, she does. Yeah, so she's quite a big YouTuber and she's also got like 10,000 followers on Instagram or something. So I think we'll give all the, 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 the plugs and stuff towards the end of, uh, if you want to follow up and see what she's... Uh, what she's doing on these different social media channels. But the way I got in touch with her was slightly creepy because I think I've only ever spoken to her about twice in my entire life. Mm. And I just knew that she was a successful model. So I just added her Instagram and slid straight into the, the straight into the DMs. Really. And we talk about the DMs, don't we? Yeah, we do slightly towards the end. But I think because this is quite a chunky interview, um, we should probably begin with it uh, like sooner rather than later. And just so you know, uh, the interview is particularly interested if you are interested in becoming a model because she gives some really good hints and tips cool. hints and tips tricks and tips Tip. yeah yeah whatever something like that but should we go with the first part projo yeah enjoy so on shouldn't you be working we're lucky enough to be joined by model hannah james she's uh, worked for such brands as french connection asos and was lucky enough to feature in the last ever george michael music video thank you very much for joining us hannah Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And, you know, uh, I kind of reached out via Instagram as well. I felt like that could have been a, a slightly scary tactic. Sliding into the DMs. Exactly, <laughs> sliding into the DMs as well. But I try and, this is the best way of getting in touch with people. Very <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so as I think we spoke about, the whole point of the show, uh, Shouldn't You Be Working, is to find out what it's like to have the dream jobs and see if the reality of these jobs meets or meets the expectations, really. Um, yeah, of course. And so there will be some boring questions for the listeners as well, but I, I just generally find these quite interesting. So are you ready to start? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Dream it. All right. So first question, on, and it sounds like I'm now like a question master. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on average, what time do you get up in the morning? This really depends because if you work as a model or an actor or anything sort of where you're self-employed, it's different every day. So... Right now, it's quite quiet in the lead up to Christmas for me. It's very sort of sporadic. Some days I might have castings and some days I might have shoots. You know, last week I did, or the week before I did five days in Madrid. So it really varies. I mean, today, for example, let you in on a secret, I got up at like 1 p.m. I had nothing to do today. I didn't have a call sheet. I didn't have any castings. The office is kind of quieted down for Christmas. Everyone's been doing their Christmas parties and stuff. So it really depends. On a work day where I have to be in London for a shoot, generally I'm up at about 6, 6.30 a.m. And I will probably get in at about 8, 8.30 p.m. because I commute in from Winchester. So I don't live in London. But uh, most of my work is based there. 1 p.m. though. That's the... <laughs> I was up there at like 6.45 and it literally ruins my, shop, my, like my soul. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been up at, like, 4am to get on a flight to shoot for one day and then come back. So, like, we've all done, like, awful things. Yeah. But, like, right now, it's pretty cushy, not going to lie to you. And, uh, like, being a model, what's one of the best parts or some of the best parts about being a model? I think, I mean, some people might say this is kind of a bad thing as well. Like, if you were like me and you were very sort of shy and not particularly confident to start off with, you're working with different people every day because you're not going into the same office. Although you you tend to have like an agency where you can go in and you have all your bookers there and you know them really well because they kind of 
book all your jobs for you that's kind of quite consistent whereas unless you're doing like a weekly e-commerce job where like that might be the internet product shots that you see on places like asos and stuff um if you're doing online shopping if you're doing that on a weekly basis you tend to have the same team so you get to know people but otherwise you're going basically you're going into like a new office situation every time you go to work which is both a little bit stressful because obviously you want everyone to like you and you don't know these people but also really nice because you you get to know a lot of different kinds of people all the time okay and like within these kind of offices and i know you'll obviously have to do quite a tactical answer here but are they generally <laughs> quite nice the people in the, like, the model agencies or are they quite difficult to work with do they expect a lot demanding i think it really depends like I'm always very brutally honest when I talk about these things. I know a, lo a lot of young women really think, oh, I want to be a model and it's all glamorous and it's all that. You get people like you do in any job. You get some really lovely people. And I'm very lucky that I work in the sort of more commercial side of things. So that would be your more high street, less of the sort of catwalk and high fashion stuff, which from my previous experience of doing stuff like that is more stressful and is not as nice an environment. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I do now is very much commercial. So you have a lunch break. The people that you're working with are really nice. Everyone just wants to turn up, do a really good job, leave as early as possible, have a nice little lunch break in between and get the shot done and keep the client happy. And everyone's generally very lovely. And we're out with that one as well. It's again, a very abrupt ending. That recording makes it sound like she was in the International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Houston, what, what's your favourite part of being a model? <laughs> We're running out of CO2. <laughs> so that was part one. Yeah, and that was actually quite interesting. Um, but now we're going to have another Robbie Williams song, A Man for All Seasons. I've never heard of this I've one and I can't it's wait. It's actually the theme tune from the film Johnny English. All oh, right, so kick it. Which had Rowan Atkinson in it. Terrible. <laughs> We do love Wandsworth. It's Sam Peck and Mark Hellings on Shouldn't You Be Working with Projo in the seat. Driving seat. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And essentially we have uh, <laughs> All right. no more creepy noises. <laughs> so what, um, what are we doing at the moment? So we are now going back into our interview with supermodel Hannah James. She's uh, been in things like ASOS. Uh, French Connection I keep saying the same things over and over again because I know I can't remember the other one she said but she's done high-end fashion walks as well and she's about to tell us what the difference is between commercial modelling and high-end modelling and why people tend to do either so sure. hit it kick it off uh, so do like a lot of models try and get into the commercial side of things because it's nicer or do they have the expectation or, or the idea about going on the catwalks and then finding out it's not that good I think that it it depends what you look like, to be honest. Um, commercially, really, you're, you're, there's more money in the commercial side of things because it's advertising, whereas the catwalk stuff is not particularly well paid, but you do the catwalk stuff to kind of get the... I don't know, the momentum for your career to maybe pick up a massive campaign off the back of that. So, for example, if you walked Chanel, 
then you might pick up the Chanel campaign. It's that kind of a situation. So you kind of do like the rubbish bit to get the massive bit, whereas you can earn really good money just being someone like me and just kind of doing the regular stuff and not needing to do all the catwalk stuff. It kind of depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Because a lot of girls want to have that it moment. They want to have that Cara Delevingne moment. They like to do the high fashion stuff because, oh, it's high fashion and I've been in vogue and stuff like that. Whereas I want to get in and do a good job, earn some money and go home and have had a really nice day and not have like my feet bleeding because of, you know, the horrible shoes I've had to like try and not fall over in and stuff like that. So it depends what you want. Yeah, true. Because I remember when I was doing uh, Gucci catwalk, you know, as a as a high paid model as well. It was really hard. No, I'm joking. I obviously. Um, but w- one thing, oh, that was an awful joke. Really sorry. That was crap. Um, no, you're all good. One thing, and we did kind of speak about it a little bit as well. But what was your first big break? Um. So I had my first paid job at fourteen for Harper's Bazaar. Is that um, a I'd... comedy shop in Southampton? Or was? <laughs> um, it, yeah, that's... I, no, oh my God, it's Hawkins Bazaar, isn't it? Hawkins, yeah. It's cause I've been Hawkins. Yeah. Yes, no, quality stocking fillers, guys, for anyone Absolutely. that needs those. <laughs> um, but yeah, Harper's Bazaar is an editorial magazine, kind of like mm. ID, Vogue, that kind of thing. So I did my first paid job at 14. It was completely unrecognisable, apart from this massive, massive, shiny, very expensive watch that I was not allowed to touch other than, you know, have it put on me by the man in gloves who was, like, literally stalking me the entire time it was on my wrist. Um, so that was my first job. My first, I guess, like, big break. It depends what you mean by that, to be honest, because my my big break for me was when I started earning enough to support myself as a young adult. So that, for me, was getting a regular stint on an e-commerce job. So I started doing ASOS every week, and I started doing French Connection every week because that was, like, my bread and butter money. I knew that I was going to have one shoot a week, and that would make up my month salary kind of thing. But if we're talking, like, stuff that would be recognisable um, and that I'm really proud of, it would be George Michael's last video, which was the cover of Terence Trent Darby's Let Her Down Easy because that was just, like, amazing to be part of that that is pretty cool as well like to be a part i i love george michael yeah usually like amazing like artist etc so to be a big part of that would be so so cool i don't think there's much cooler jobs than that really yeah i mean i remember going to the casting and we were warned that you had to um, be prepared to be in lingerie and that's kind of your agency if there's any kind of nudity or anything they always check and that you know you've got to be over a certain age to do it all that kind of stuff and you are pre-warned but because it was such a big job you weren't told who the artist was until you got there and I had my brother with me at the time because I had castings all day and I was like oh I'll just go to this one it'll be fine it was like a request so they'd asked to see like a bunch of girls and your name's on a list got to the front desk and they were like just so you know it's not just lingerie like you're casting lingerie now but it will be full frontal nudity (laughs) half the women walked out and my brother was like I can't deal with this I can't deal with this and I was like oh I'm never going to get it so I was like yeah I'll stay and do the casting whatever so I walked in, did my bit, and a few weeks later, they were like, you've got the job, and I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you're like, well, if they've picked me, even if you're not confident, you're like, you're obviously right for the job, but they think you're great, so you just got to go with it. 
And did you do it not to be creepy or anything? Was it yeah, no, I absolutely anything? did. So what actually happened was I was fully clothed in circus gear. Um, so the actual director of the video is a guy called Vaughn Arnell. And he did a lot of like, I think he did, uh, he's done a lot of One Direction ones, um, Robbie Williams, I think the famous ice skating one, I can't remember what um, song it was. But what he's a brilliant, there? brilliant director. So... I was closed for most of it. It was shot in black and white in a real Barcelonian circus. So even just the atmosphere was amazing. Um, we had like real kind of like gymnasts and stuff. We got to watch them practice and it was all kind of like slow-mo, really beautifully shot. And so I was in, I was kind of dressed as like a circus girl with like feathers and stuff for most of it. And it's only at the end that I had to strip off. So what they actually did, and this is going to sound very Essex, but... I'll tell you how they how they made it more upmarket. They gave me a vajazzle. No. Um, but it wasn't like an Essex vajazzle. It was like Swarovski crystals. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's that. If you're gonna do a vajazzle, you might as well do it that way. So I've got a couple yeah. more questions. So that, of course. That's. I would love to be a part of some kind of thing like that, which sounds wicked to me. Well, you, you'd like your vajazzle. Um, so, a few other ones before, because Mark's got some questions as well. And we're back. Because um, we weren't looking at the times there. Oh. Uh, but we are going to now have another song. One thing that we did have a text in from Lucy Burgess saying that there is a drastic amount of Robbie Williams. And we, we actually even talk about Robbie Williams in that interview as well. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, is this a supermodel special or a Robbie Williams special? To be fair, next week I'm genuinely thinking we should get a Robbie Williams special going on the show and maybe try and get a yeah. Robbie Williams tribute uh, act. Uh, and this is where you this is where you go insane. And after we stop this recording, you'll be going, do you reckon we can get Robbie Williams? Whoa, 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 whoa. People, people. You've what? spoken to Hollywood actors on the show. I know. You've well. spoken to people with dream jobs. If you don't think you can at least try to get Robbie Williams to phone into this show... Where's your aspiration? I'll tell you what we could do. We could start a lifelong campaign to try and get that going. Yeah, let's do that. Guys, if you can help us get Robbie Williams on the show, it would be amazing. So we'll start a crowdfunding page that goes directly to the... Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams, because he needs the money. Yeah. Um, but no, in all seriousness, if you have any connection to Robbie Williams, please reach out to me and let me know, because... I my dream is actually to meet Robbie Williams one day. I'm hashtag not even joking. Get Robbie to Wandsworth. Hashtag Get Robbie to Wandsworth. Yeah, it's a long hashtag, isn't it? Robbie Williams Wandsworth's lad. That's <laughs> <laughs> what. But we'll come up with a hashtag because this is an absolutely breathtaking campaign. And on that note of Robbie Williams, we're not going to play him now. Actually, we're going to play Fleetwood Mac. Get go your own way. This song became number one a whole forty years ago. Enjoy. And you double intro. Are we double intro in? Are we live? Are we live? Oh, we're live. Okay, okay. We're live. Look, people. Yeah, you can hear us. Oh, so okay. it's shouldn't you be working with me, Sam Peck, and Mark Ellings, and Pro Joe? He doesn't say anything this time. Um, so you're listening to an interview with Hannah James. The eternally late. Oh, sorry. Hey, oh. <laughs> um, which one was it again on this one? Is the, the soundboard? Sound soundboard's not up there. Is it now? Can I do it? 
<laughs> Treat. I literally love this soundboard so much. What was it? What was number two? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we were listening to an interview with Hannah James. Shut up. Uh, quite good. Yeah. So many clapping. Yeah. Uh, Hannah James, well-known supermodel uh, and model, or just model. I don't know how to do it. She does commercial and high-end runway. Uh, work and she's been in as we just found out at George Michael's last ever music video which is pretty cool are you enjoying it Mark? yeah um, look at the smile on my face it's a big smile Wait, is this part three that we're going into this now? this is part three and this is where Hannah kind of tells us how to become a model and whether or not you should actually pay any agencies for photos so let's go ahead with it one thing so my little brother's actually trying to become a model like yeah. how does one go about getting into the industry? should he get a vajazzle? save the vajazzle for like later down the line but i would say it really depends so i was mine was just potluck my auntie has sort of been in the industry for a little while so she's a textile designer um so she knows a little bit about fashion <laughs> and she um she actually took me shopping the week before my 12th birthday around top shop by this point let's i'm five ten and a half i was already five ten so i looked like a woman even though i was like 11 okay. um that is kind of like prime scouting area you'll get a lot of lot of scouts especially on a saturday when there's lots of teen girls and boys around like that's kind of one of the haunts that the people from the agencies will hang around in so that was potluck for me but if you definitely want to do it and you can't rely on someone going oh he looks all right then what I would do is a lot of the major agencies often have almost like an open day between like certain hours. So if you go onto like some reputable sites, like I would check out maybe Nev's, Storm, uh, Select, I'm with Milk, um, check out some of the really well-known like commercial agencies number where you can sort of email or phone in check what time there's like a walk-in session if you've got some pictures of yourself great you can send those in um, by email if you prefer and they'll give you a bit of an idea of whether they like you or not basically okay and like, I know from not my experience but from some people's experience like you can go and get there there are dodgy agencies out there as well aren't there like the, yeah. they'll kind of try and charge you for a portfolio. Would you ever pay for a portfolio? Or um, I I have done, but but with reputable agencies. The thing about this is that they will not charge you anything until they've signed you, and there are only certain charges they're allowed to do with the new sort of laws and stuff that have come in. So I might, if I need to update my book now, even though I've been signed for very long, I've been with my new agency since August. When I first joined, I did some test shoots, which is basically shoots that aren't paid jobs, they're just for your portfolio. Pay for because it was new photographers and they wanted to use the images as well because they were just starting out and stuff and so you kind of do a trade-off like yes you can use me as your model if you can take a great picture like they you treat it like I'm paying you to do good pictures for me so there are certain times where it's okay but if if someone's come up to you and gone if you give me 500 pounds I can give you a modeling portfolio then that's an absolute no okay cool that's Good to hear, because um, that's literally what happened to someone I knew that w was going for it, and then they were like, you know, you need to pay five grand for it, and it was like, no, that's madness. I did the test sheet. I got about seven or eight images of um, what I needed out of the test sheet that I recently did. It cost me a hundred quid. Okay, there we go. The listeners, me <laughs> a hundred quid, and I knew it was legit. And it was all through the agency. Like, if someone's going, I need several thousand pounds to do this. It's a no-no. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, 
So essentially, I sound like I'm really bored in that interview, I've just realised. Yeah. It wasn't. It's just because I was scared of interviewing someone who's so interesting as Hannah James. Mm-hmm. And I promise I was very much interested throughout. And I've got some good feedback on the texts and tweets that it's actually quite interesting as well. So let's go to a song, Feeling Good, Muse. Enjoy it. Oh, nice. Birds flying high, you know, feeling good. And we're back in for a quick little uh, prelude to part three. So we're still with Hannah Jones. James? Hannah Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this time we're talking about the fitness side of things and whether a PT is important when being a professional model. So, Joe, do you want to hit us with part three, part four? One thing as well. So, like, with models and people and stuff like that, I've been sat around, like, the living room and been, like, hearing my family, or I've even said it as well, like, I'd look that good if I had a PT and someone to sort my diet out and everything like that. Do you yeah. have a PT and someone who sorts out your nutrition, etc.? Or do no. you just do it all yourself? In short, majority of girls, unless you're earning like, I don't know, upwards of like 200 grand a year or something, which is possible. I'm not, definitely I'm not in that bracket. I live at home. Yeah. So I think it's, Yes, there are girls that do that, and yes, there are girls that can afford to do that, but the vast majority of us are not Kim Kardashian. Um, I have a home gym. I'm very lucky to have a home gym. It is in my spidery-filled, horrible, freezing cold, boiling hot in summer, greenhouse, horribleness garage. <laughs> That's what I do. Like, and it's only because my dad loves fitness my brother loves fitness so there's weights in there dad is obsessed so he has i bought him a squat cage so i can squat if i need to like without the boys around to spot me we have a rowing machine in there but you have to move boxes to access all these things it's freezing cold and you just have to drag your ass in there yeah. like it is not a case of, we're gonna do this today and i've made you your breakfast no it's absolutely <laughs> like i have to go what's in the fridge what can i make better not eat a croissant <laughs> do you know what yeah. i mean like it's that kind of a thing but yeah, of course there will be good. Like if you're a VS model, you have access to all of that and you should because it's so high profile that your agencies will put you in touch with all the people. I can go to my agency now if I want to and say, do you know any really good nutritionists? Do you know, you know, a really good personal trainer? But it costs a lot of money and I don't live in London. So we have access to that if we want it, but it will cost you an absolute bomb. And so the vast majority of us, especially because a lot of the younger girls are still doing like college or university and doing this is kind of like a side thing mm. we kind of just have to do it ourselves <laughs> oh i get you i get you yeah that's that's you know it's quite interesting to hear because I, I always had that kind of assumption that it was like they obviously are getting work to the bone etc um and one other thing before we go over to mark's questions uh, yeah so you've recently moved into curve modeling can you i us, have can you tell us a little bit about what curve modeling is and why you've made the move yeah, so I signed very young, as I explained earlier, and I was always very skinny. I'm five ten and a half, and for the vast majority of my life, I was a size six to eight. When I got to about twenty twenty one, I was more of an eight to ten, which is absolutely fine. There's not a problem with that. That's commercial modelling. That's what you would see most of the time in sort of places like M and S stuff like that. These are not like super super tiny girls. These are very slim women but they're sort of women that's more kind of accessible to the general public i guess rather than those you would see on the catwalk um with a few well one agency in particular obviously i'm not going to get into that on here yep. 
um, where I had a booker that even when I was at my tiniest, it wasn't tiny enough. Like where I kind of, I rebelled a little bit and went the other way. And I was so miserable at having to think, God, I'm, I've lost all this weight and I'm still not good enough, but I'm working. Like, what's the problem? I left. And then I just kind of thought, I've done this for so long. And I can, I can be tiny if I want to. My natural, my natural happy size is a 10 sometimes a 12 i'm 24 i'm not a teenager now and so it was a it was a suggestion by one of my really good photographer friends actually cat harbour she does a lot of brilliant like beauty work check out her website huge plug there um she suggested that i go see um one of her friends the founder and owner of milk and what's brilliant about um the board that she runs so they've got curve board which is basically plus size and then she has a regular board and they do have a men's board as well but she actually used to be a model herself from um straight size and she used to be really tiny to curve as well and so i met up with her and she was like you're actually a little bit small for a plus size because when i say curve or plus size people probably think oh she's gone from like a size six to eight to like a size 16 18 i'm a solid 12 now and i'm five ten and a half so actually for most of the people that have known me I look heavier but actually for the like tall and slim still but like has a bit of boobage now do you know what I mean it's like it's really really weird and I'm still in that kind of category where I'm a little bit in between much rather go to castings now as I do happy in my own head that I'm turning up I'm too small then what was happening was that I was turning up through no fault of anyone's other than you just get put into castings with whoever you do going i'm a d cup she's literally just come in behind me and is about 15 and has nothing this is not going to fit me and it make me feel awful yeah so i moved across and actually i'm working much better and i think there is this move now within the industry for this kind of not full plus size and not super skinny either is there's been this move to more like health and fitness Mm. and I've always been into my health and fitness like anyone who looks at my Instagram it's like covered with like you know me promoting like protein powder and I'm in the gym and I do insanity like I love a hit workout I lift weights I've always been really fit and healthy but I just don't want to be miserable anymore <laughs> yeah no that makes sense yeah um, and like it must obviously uh, when you're working and you're happier <clears throat> that obviously it must be like any job like as soon as you are enjoying it more and you like your colleagues more which would be probably the equivalent of liking your body more i suppose uh it must be a lot better you must be a lot more confident and all that so you probably are doing yourself and your career a lot better by being positive about your body and not starving yourself etc well absolutely and i think there is definitely a change within the industry that is moving towards kind of a healthier attitude to whatever size you are but for me it got to the point where I was just unhappy and I felt like nothing was ever good enough. And funnily enough, since I've, I'm quite happy with how I am now, but because I've had like over a decade of, I must be tiny, I must be tiny. It's still an adjustment for me in my head because I feel huge for me, if that makes sense. And I'm not, 
but that's an adjustment that I have to make because I've had so many years of conditioning the other way. But I'm finding that I am more confident. My boyfriend loves it. <laughs> Everyone around me is like, "Oh my god, you actually look like a human," and like you're 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 more, you know, you're you're more glowy and happy. And that's because I'm not hungry all the time. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just furious when I'm hungry as well. But that, that's that's yeah. a very positive message to portray as well. And Mark's got some questions now as well. Are we in? We're in, and it's a quick link again because we're running out of time. Um, we <laughs> were just discussing whether or not uh, Hannah Jane's supermodel uh, has a personal trainer, and if she actually has to put any work into looking that good, and the answer is she does put a lot of work in, unless you're on more than £200,000 a year. And on that note, we're now going to go to Going Down by The Plinth. Which is uh, performed by our very own John Dredge. So, we're in again, we're back in. back in for the final part, and this part is actually where we talk about uh, the slightly creepier side of being like a model and or like an attractive person in the media, where is the unwanted attentions, yeah. and I believe... Something about her pets? Yeah, exactly. So... Let's go back to Hannah James. You're just going to be yeah. working on Wandsworth Radio. Hey, we, well, we spoke in the pre-record, but I'm, yeah. back, I'm back for questions. Um, so, you were talking about the Instagram there. This is this is my line of thought. So you've got a pretty, yeah. you've got a pretty decent Instagram following. First yeah. things, which is what most people wonder, is do you get, <laughs> do you get showered in freebies and that sort of stuff? Um. No. Well, yes and no. So what I would do first is I want to separate the modeling from the Instagram. Yeah. Because most of my Instagram following comes from my YouTube channel, which is completely separate. So I have a YouTube channel. If you type in massive plug here, sorry, guys, Hannah Jane's on YouTube, it will come up. There it sounds like. Has there been a slight mishap there, Joseph, in the recordings? I have no idea what's happened there. Well, essentially, it was only boring Mark talking. (laughs) What was it? It was about the DMs, though. I know, and it was actually quite cool. We'll see if we can get that back up and running, but for now, Mark, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about (laughs) shipping. (laughs) Have you got the shipping forecast there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This has actually worked out all right, because I said if we ever run out of things to talk about, I will do the shipping forecast. So, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I don't even know what it means. Viking, gale warning. North Altshire, gale warning. <laughs> South Altshire, gale warning. Forties, gale warning. Camrati, gale warning. Fourth, gale warning. Dogger, wind, west or southwest, six to gale, eight, perhaps severe gale, nine later. <laughs> All right, this is awful. So are we back in with the model interview, do you think, or not? Is it just dead? It's not letting me drag it back in. Ah, uh, hey-ho. Well, essentially, as I said, it was only what Mark was saying. Well, no, I thought it was the most interesting piece. I, know, I, I think also she owns something like three lizards. Yeah, she owns three lizards. Hannah, don't worry, it'll be in the podcast. Yes, I'm sure a bit of editing trickery can sort that out. Yeah, but yeah. this is what happens when you do all the editing approximately 15 minutes before the show. So have we got a song coming in? No. Okay, no. so... All right, should... no worries. Humber. Wind. No. no <laughs> West. Of, of southwest. Mark, this is okay. So just to to throw in a classic as well, Mark uh, was trying to shirk all responsibility for like listening to things before the show today, weren't you? What about? Just can you hear anything with the headphones or not? These are so. I can't. These headphones are crazy. I don't think my levels up. My levels up. 
and not to go back to the superhero thing, but you was going to say something about Bright, weren't you? I can if you want. Yeah, go on. <laughs> what? I just thought it was. <laughs> I just thought it was a terrible film. Uh, Will Smith's in a lot of superhero things. He did Hancock. Yeah, and that went terribly. And this new Bright thing's just stupid as well. It's because it's a Netflix original film. Netflix original films are not good. Yeah, they're not good. I mean, the TV content. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. A lot of murder mysteries at the moment. Like, and that's what my girlfriend's really into. So she's like, "Do you want to watch this new Netflix murder?" And I'm like, "I think we've seen it before. It's yeah. about a detective." solving some horrible murder in America yeah and it's just like can we just please move away from like something that is uh, not like a murder that hasn't been solved and we'll just watch 10 episodes to then find out that there's actually nothing yeah. that's happened it's like and it could have been the sheriff but no one knows no one really cold knows case and now we're gonna go to a song thank Jibibus um, <laughs> it's man on the moon Jibibus I just okay. don't want to make any uh, <laughs> religious slurs um, Who's, so what song man on the moon R.E.M. that's oh, good Portland wins Plymouth wins Dark, kill him out kill him out Biscay wins Spoon on your spoon moon. on the moon, and they did. They put a man on the moon. Do you believe that, Joe? Yes. Or do you think it's a conspiracy? Uh, I believe it. Good. It's oh. very expensive conspiracy if it is one. Bam! We should be having an interview with an astronaut coming up. Oh, that's you talking nonsense again. It will be a short interview. It's like when you go, when I get a text from Sam at like midnight, going like, "Episode of America?" Question mark. Do you know Trump? Do you know Obama? <laughs> <laughs> it's because Mark's literally like, you know what? I think I could probably get like my old dinner lady to come on the show. It's like, Mark, that is an interesting saying that an old dinner lady would well, be quite I know good. a certain American uh, president. Uh, oh, no, no. no. Okay, so um, you were in the break. I was saying that you're a, a, a fat pig because you're, you have Yorkshires on every type of roast. Yeah, we're talking super roasts now. Super, super roasts roast. essentially where you have a, like the full works on a roast dinner so that be chicken or roast pork or roast beef you'd always have Yorkshire puddings you'd have cheesy leeks oh, you would have yeah, yeah, cheesy leeks. Sweden mash yes uh, Sweden mash what is what it, is carrot? it carrot and sweet carrot and sweet mash yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then have you been to a Toby Carvery no I'm never I'm actually desperate to go to a Toby Carvery as well can we do it on my birthday no so you can <laughs> when is your birthday 22nd of April send in prizes oh, come on, I knew that did you know that? Yes. He knew my birthday as well. Your email address. What about it? Don't say my... <laughs> you know, your PIN number. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that brings me on to my next guess Sam's PIN. Okay. If you text in Sam's PIN, then you can have his card. If you get it right, we'll do it. I'm going to make the first guess. Joe can make the second. It, try it, try it. Guess Wanted four numbers. Radio does not encourage financial fraud of any kind. Four, five, six, three. S- what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Good luck trying, lads. Uh, um, we have... Oh, we've only got 45 seconds to wrap up. Oh. So essentially, just to say, you've been listening to Shouldn't You Be Working with me, Sam Peck. Mark Ellings. And... And me. And Joe Lowe, Professor Derek Joe Lowe, our resident DJ who's driving the decks. Um, but we have been like listening to an interview with Hannah Janes, who's a supermodel. She was giving some absolutely sensational insights into anyone who's actually thinking about becoming a model. I'd say tell friends or family if you even thought it was like relatively helpful. And we are now officially launching the Get the Robbie Williams 
campaign, campaign onto Wandsworth. Williams on Wandsworth. Williams on Wandsworth. That's why you're hired. Yes, <laughs> I'm so. hired. I'm long-standing. I'm director. You're not that. Di- well, yeah, you're director. I'm chairman and CEO. No, yeah, I hire and fire. You're like director of sales. What? You're director of sales. I'm Global marketing head of financial product. And we are now out of time. So thank you very much for listening to Shouldn't You Be Working. Download the podcast and podcast. Addict, Stitcher, iTunes, Deezer. Tell your mates, Deezer, we're on there. We're on Deezer, Deezer. Um, have a good weekend and thanks Rest for listening. Rest of your Sunday. Bam. Nurse that hangover. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Across Battersea, Putney, and Ballam, this is Wandsworth Radio News. An investigation is on after three...